right? It's not logical to do that. But when it's tied to somebody I love and it's something that they value, I can lock my emotion into understanding that and say, well, you know, I'm going to do that because it's based on my relationship. Don't try to overpower the elephant the rest of your life. Use the rider to design the path and try to put the peanuts on the path so the elephant stays on the path towards your dreams. And that's kind of the analogy here. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1081, last week's live Q&A, Can Your Why Keep Changing? Today, for episode number 1082, happy Friday, are you making emotional decisions or logical ones? I had somebody reach out to me the other day, Alan. Mm -hmm. Um, former client and she was actually sending me love saying, Hey, I just want you to remember how many amazing things you're doing in the community and all this stuff. It was wonderful. I was so, so grateful. And this is the client who I talked about in the past where she had, when her and I were working together, she had never looked at her business bank account. And when I had her look at her business bank account, she showed me the number and I was like, that's pretty darn good. I would say all things considered, since you haven't looked at it, it was 20 some odd thousand dollars. And she reached out to me and sent me a screenshot when she said this. So she said, you're doing so much good in the world. Remember when I didn't even have the courage to look at my bank statement. Now I have $75,000 in my bank. And I was like, my goodness, good for you. That is amazing. That is amazing. And I said, if you're ever if you're ever looking to do your podcast again, just let me know. Like we're still here. We're still doing it. And she said, honestly, I'm going to take you up on that. And what that made me remember is in the very beginning when this client and I started working together, I remember how many of her decisions were based on emotion. They were based on, I don't feel like blank is going to work. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like now is the time. There, There was a lot of things underneath that. But I remember one of the things I helped her do was I helped her lean into logic more and say, well, no, the numbers make sense. And I was super proud of her when she said, well, I'm seriously considering coming back because now she's thinking logically Well, the numbers make sense. There's Mm -hmm. enough money there to do it. It's not, that's no longer the issue. So I figured jumping on here, hammering on an episode on, I think the understanding, this is my intention. I don't know if you're ever going to get to the point where you're a purely logical thinker, but I don't think that's necessarily the goal. So understanding that there are times where it's important to think emotionally especially in relationships when you're thinking of, is it logical for me to, um, what's a good analogy? Like what's a good example? Is it logical for me to go pick strawberries when I don't like picking strawberries and I don't like strawberries and I'm not going to eat them? Not necessarily, right? It's not logical to do that, but when it's tied to somebody I love and it's something that they value, I can lock my emotion into understanding that and say, well, 
you know, I'm going to do that because it's based on my relationship. Yeah, in a way that's also logical because you're kind of reverse mm -hmm. engineering it, but that doesn't fit my example. So I'm going to say some of that's, <laughs> some of that's emotional yeah. also. That was cool though, because you just described the power of rationality. I mm -hmm. would argue that logic and rationality is, and of course I feel this way, I, I really feel strongly that rational decision-making and rational thinking it's very 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 important and and even what you just said right there it's like that was actually very rational you value Taryn you value your relationship she wants to go do that therefore it makes sense for you to go and do that mm -hmm. and even though you might not emotionally enjoy that the idea of that you can go and learn how to enjoy it because okay. of that rationality yeah. I, I would say that um emotions are not a bad thing and I don't want anyone to take this episode as emotions are a bad thing. Emotions, vulnerability, love, compassion, courage, all of these things are beautiful heart-driven emotions. We talk about heart-driven but no BS. What it might as well be is heart-driven meaning yes we have love and vulnerability and compassion and empathy and feelings but we also want to give it to you real. Mm. We want to talk about the truth and so I think rational decision-making is a very beautiful, powerful quality that can help us all live a higher quality of life for sure. And I don't know where you want to go with this episode, but I'm happy to like ha ask you questions. Have you asked have me a, questions? I have a okay. question for you. I have a question for you. And for the listeners, we're going to try, we're going to keep this to 15 minutes because Tara and I have a Costco date tonight. I'm going to say that rational. publicly. That's rational. <laughs> I'm going to say that publicly because when you have public accountability, it helps. When you ran the marathon, I really did my research. When you ran your marathon, mm -hmm. I recall you saying that Emilia showed up and you got a little ego, a little bit of ego potentially mm -hmm. of like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm crushing it, I'm crushing it, Definitely. I'm crushing it. Definitely. That was you thinking emotionally, not necessarily logically of, well, the first quarter has been fairly easy. I can assume that it's going to get a little bit harder as I go. Do you think anything would have been different if you were just by yourself and there was nobody around? Do you think you would have thought less emotionally and more logically definitely definitely that's it yeah anything so there's that, a video to add to that yeah <laughs> yeah there's a video uh that she has of me being like playful mm. like um running sideways and doing a shuffle like I'm, i've got you know i'm doing this i'm doing this uh i would say that i got so excited that mm. she came and i think yeah i got a little arrogant with it and and you know i wasn't Right, right, it was right. just playful, yeah, right? Yeah. It wasn't a negative thing, but yeah. the rational part of me should have said, okay, the, the first half marathon was fairly easy for you, but it gets exponentially worse. Right. What I didn't anticipate was high noon and how bad that was going to be and how much hotter it was going to be on that field, that track. And I definitely didn't anticipate how heavy the crash would be having tried to dehydrate during it. Uh, and now I've done some a little bit more research and you're supposed to like hydrate very thoroughly before and then like the night before. And then you're supposed to take small sips throughout and you're supposed to also have, you know, um, you're supposed to accommodate for chafing. You're supposed to make sure you do a lot of pre preparation that I didn't quite frankly do. But yeah, I definitely let, I let the first half going really well. I came in at like two hours and 10 minutes for the first half marathon 
and it was really fun. It was good. I, really fun is probably the wrong term. Um, it was pretty easy in all honesty. A half marathon was actually easier than I thought it would be. The, the full marathon was 10 times harder than I thought it would be. And so I didn't think about the negative compound effect of how exponentially harder, you know, how in the gym, you know, doing five reps, doing 20 reps is like exponentially harder each rep. It's like that, but a marathon, it was horrible. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that the best way to describe rationality is, is I think numbers. I think numbers helps us to understand the way things work. And so um, it's not rational to think that a penny doubling every day for 31 days is $10.3 million, but it is. 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128. And if you keep doing the math, it's literally $10 million plus for 31 days if you double a penny every day for 31 days. But our, emotionally, it's like, what? Yeah. How is that even possible? And, and so I think that numbers and math, and I was on the phone with a client earlier because I want to bring this down to earth for people. I was on the phone with a client earlier who does very, very well. Her and her husband are awesome and they, they, they do very well financially and they have a beautiful family. And we went through the eight fundamentals of finance. And this person uh, doesn't necessarily have a good relationship with numbers. So I said, what's your relationship with math and numbers? She's like, oh, it's my worst. And I was like, okay, don't even worry. I just want you, I want to help you live in a world where you can be more certain through mathematical certainty. Because I know you make a ton of money, but you don't really know that it's going in the right places and where it's going and how much more you can make. So I want to try to help you have more abundance by showing you how well off you actually are and then creating a system that can sustain that. And so we went through it and, and at the end, she's like, holy crap. And I'm like, yeah, you're in a wildly good spot. The only difference is you didn't know you were. I did. And, but you know, I've done my research on this client and this client's a dear friend of ours. And I knew she was in a great spot. I can tell. But that's also because I'm running her numbers in my head when I meet her. And I see some of the successes that she has. And so now she has way more certainty than she did prior to that call. And the only thing I injected was logic. The only thing I injected was an awareness of the numbers. And I think that that's kind of the important piece. Let me, let me share this as well, Kev. This is the analogy for logic versus emotion. It's from a book called Switch that I know your wife has. Mm. Um, it's called Switch and it's about behavior change. And Taryn is a behavioral analyst, right? BCBA, what is it? B. Uh, board certified behavioral analyst. Okay. Behavior analyst. BCBA. Yeah. Board, yeah board okay. Certified. Board certified behavioral analyst. And so this book was written by Dan and Chip Heath, and it's called Switch. And they have a perfect analogy. And I've drawn this out many times. I suck at drawing this because I can't draw an elephant to save my life. So picture an elephant and a rider, and there's a path. And they talk about the elephant, the rider, and the path. The rider, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, is your rational brain. The rider is the one that wants to invest for the future, wants to go to the gym today for a better body tomorrow, wants to do the gratitudes before bed, wants to, you know, be consistent and stay disciplined and structured. It's, it's the rational part that, that knows that ice cream isn't what's best for you, okay? Even though the elephant wants ice cream 24-7, 365. Totally fine. Okay, the elephant represents emotions. Emotions are are biological imperatives. So eat as many calories as possible. You know, don't expend more energy than you need to. Um, do a marathon on a whim recklessly to try to prove yourself, blah, 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 ego stuff. 
So the, the, there's the ride or the elephant in the path. The idea behind this book, very simply, it's a great book. I recommend everyone listen to it or read it, is if the peanuts are off the path, you can't expect the rider to be stronger than the elephant. So, for example, I love the fudge Oreos. Have you ever had those fudge-dipped Oreos? Yeah, best thing ever. I've got multiple boxes, straight up. We had three boxes, and now we only have two as of today. And um, I love these things. So, if you do want to stop eating Oreos, I don't, so I buy them. But if you do want to stop eating Oreos, what you need to do is not buy them. Because if they're in your house, you're going to eat them. Because they're so effing good, and they're 90 calories per which is too many calories oh, yeah. per. That adds up. Uh, it does add up. So I would only buy one box a week back when we were doing our cut. And now I'm up to three boxes. So I got to I gotta can my, I got to I gotta cut it, cut it out. But my point is this, don't try to overpower the elephant the rest of your life. Use the rider to design the path and try to put the peanuts on the path so the elephant stays on the path towards your dreams. And that's kind of the analogy here. Hey everyone, I'm Helen Baker from Melbourne, Australia. I'm an entrepreneur and a client of Alan's from Next Level University. I've had many business coaches in the past and I can honestly say that Alan is seriously next level and excuse the pun, but he has this unique ability to help you find a solution to your business problems uh, using his intellect and his business modeling and his genuine heartfelt desire to help you achieve your goals. I can be vulnerable with Alan, I can share anything and feel comfortable in his presence knowing that at the end of our coaching sessions I feel empowered to do incredible things so if you're looking for a business coach, I highly recommend Alan because his advice and his ability to coach you will be instrumental in achieving your success. The last thing I'll say before we head out is this. Somebody asked me today on a podcast about podcasts. They said, from your experience, why do, more, uh, why do most podcasters end up failing or why don't more succeed? And I said, because in the beginning, logically or emotionally doesn't make sense to continue. That's why. Because in the beginning, it sucks. You don't get any listens. You're not making any money. You don't know what you're talking about. Nobody cares. Emotionally, it feels like you can't win at this. It's just not possible to win at this. This is not meant to be. And it makes sense. I've had clients come to me and I say, how's everything going? And they're like, ah, I don't feel like it's going that well. It's like, well, your listens are up 25%. So you're, everything's fine. Everything we're talking about is working. You're good. I know it might not nice. feel like you're winning, but the numbers suggest that you do or that you are. And that, to Alan's point, I do believe that logic comes from numbers and proof. Numbers, proof, trends, graphs. I think that will help you make those decisions. And you're never, uh, the, the goal is not to be logical or emotional. It's to understand that you could always be a little bit more optimal wherever you are. Quickly, go ahead. I got you. Kev, I know you, I know you got to go. You're making me late. Y you and I were doing spreadsheets once and you were like, who'd have thunk it? We were in the mm. studio. And Kevin and I, little kids, we, fifth grade, he came over um, and we tell the story about playing spin the bottle for the first time in the mm -hmm. basement. We, we go way, way back, Kevin and I. Grew up in the same small town, both didn't have fathers, that kind of thing. And Kevin was like, who knew 
that back in high school, if someone came to me and, and told me back in high school that in 10 years, I'm going to be doing spreadsheets with Alan Lazarus yep. in the studio, I'd have been like, yeah, right. You know, um, Kev, you, you and I live and breathe spreadsheets now and we track everything, our habits and our finances and our listens and you know, you more than me, actually, at this point. I mean, Kevin sends me a report every day of our finances and our listens to make sure that we are staying on the path and the elephant isn't derailing us. Um, what is? What would you say to the version of you that didn't like numbers and spreadsheets and logic? I think numbers is knowing. You just don't, maybe you're not ready to actually know. That's what I would say is you, you're making most of your decisions based on data that isn't actually real. And when you change when you change the data that you have, you change your thinking because you're, you're, you're basing it on real. That client, for instance, all of her decisions were based on emotion because she had $25,000 sitting in her bank account. Logically, she could afford many things. Emotionally, she couldn't. And that's, she leaned more into her emotion than she did logic. So yeah, to that point, it's like, if you don't understand where you're emotional and where you're logical, the, the, and you're not certain of the reality, nothing else really matters in a weird way. Unless you know the truth, you can't figure out where to actually be for most humans. I think that's the start. Would you would you say you're more rational now oh, than for you sure. used to be? Yeah, yeah. What's made the difference? Understanding the numbers. Does it make sense? I mean, you know, Taryn and I were talking about insurance. We're married now, so we can combine insurances. And like we were going through the numbers and I was like, I don't, it doesn't make sense. Like we're going to be paying more money to be together than where we are right now. Like logically, it doesn't make sense. Emotionally, I know it sounds good to be on the same plan, but like just logically, it doesn't make any sense. Or like I'm going to be saving money, but you're going to be paying more. So we're going to be paying the same amount because we're together, you know, we're a couple. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a really good conversation because for me, it was very much the numbers just don't make sense. Right. So yeah, I would say more than ever based on the, the data, which is weird for me to say. Well, it's interesting. I think it's more math than anything. I would say so. If you're listening, just try to have a better relationship with math. Yeah. I didn't know how much of a cheat code that was, for lack of better phrasing. When I was a kid, I loved numbers, and I think it's served me so much. So if, if you don't feel like you love math and numbers, I would say try to... If you knew the downside of not loving numbers... Emilia's come way up on this. I mean, she didn't. She had a huge aversion to numbers. Now she knows all of her numbers. She knows her business numbers and she knows her finances. And she, the the world opens to you when you know your numbers. And that's what I did with this client earlier too. So yeah, rationality, numbers, logic. You know, keep the elephant on the path. It doesn't mean you can't stray every now sure. and then. I, I eat ice cream and Oreos. I'm not trying to tell people to be perfect. I think that's stupid, honestly. I, I there is no like version of. 100% days every day. There's this, you know, I, I love movies and ice cream. I'll be having ice cream tonight. I just, yeah, exactly. I, I have ice cream too. It's Halo Top. It's logical. 370 calories instead of a thousand, 1100 or whatever, right? It's again, it's just numbers. So I think, I hope that the listeners know that we want you to live as well as dream. And I mean that too. I love movies and ice cream. And I, I'm not trying to diet. I'm not eating salads for the rest of my life. Well, that's like, why my goal was like, it, you don't have to be, become extremely logical. Maybe would it serve you to be a little bit more? That's right. the the frame is, I, I'm not interested in playing the lottery, especially, and this I'll leave on this, especially when the 
jackpot is unreasonably high because I'm guessing more people probably play it and logically the odds of winning it are probably way lower even though the emotion is way higher and that's just a an interesting analogy. Okay, we got to get out of here because I'm going to yep. get I got to get I got to go. I got to go to Costco date. Yeah. Um Costco date. Costco date. They're closing. Next level nation. One of the things Alan and I have realized about this podcast, this business in our community is so much of what we do is based on adding value to the amazing listeners we have. I mean, that really is our job in a nutshell. Yes, we're podcasters, but our main thing is how do we add as much value as humanly possible to the people who trust us enough to tune in every day, once a week, join Next Level Nation, whatever it is. So if you are looking for a community, one that maybe you've never found before, I feel confident saying that there is no community like this. Please join our private Facebook group, Next Level Nation. There's value in there every day, whether it's a vulnerable post or a question or whatever it may be. And maybe, hopefully, if you've struggled fitting in, this will be the place where you feel like you belong and can be yourself. I had a client who I was on the phone with and she said, before we start the call, I just want to say something. I posted in your private Facebook group and a lot of people claim to have great communities. I posted that I wanted a fitness accountability partner and I've got three now and you have the best community in the world. Thank you so much. It was like, whoa, like I, I'm ready to coach. I appreciate you. I just don't. Thank you. Yeah. It's take, and I essentially said it's taken a lot to build that. <laughs> you know, it's not all, I remember when it was four listens a day, not 23,000 in a month. So uh, it, it, we're not going to stop and it's about the community. Speaking of the community, we're reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown in book club. Book Club is free every single week. Um, it's on Saturday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link will be in the show notes to register. Uh, this week for session 76, 76 weeks in a row. It's wild. 76 Saturdays in a row. Uh, part four, learning to rise. So Dare to Lead is about becoming a leader in your own life instead of being a victim to whatever everyone else wants for you. It's it's about courage and and vulnerability and failing forward and you know, taking chances and and really speaking your truth. So so join us on book club, Dare to Lead, Brene Brown, session 76. The link is in the show notes. If you are listening on this Friday, it will be tomorrow. Next, Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1083, the difference between happiness and fulfillment. One of Alan's favorite things to talk about has become one of my favorite things to talk about. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans, we have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.